Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. I am excited for today as we talk about the jealous zeal of God. I'm Justin, the online pastor here at Mariner's Church, and we're talking about the zeal of God, the jealous zeal of God. Now, when we hear this, I know what a lot of us think. We're talking about jealousy. This is a confusing thing. We talked about this yesterday. It was me on the podcast, and we're talking about Oprah and her situation and jealousy and how does this all play in. And I hope that you walked away yesterday with a little bit of an understanding of of this holy, righteous jealousy that God has for us. Not that he's jealous of us, but he's jealous for us. He loves us. He wants us to gravitate toward him, not other people, not other gods. This happened. We know this. We talked about this in the the early, you know, even the early church, people would be traveling around to these different temples and and God would be looking at this saying, no, 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 don't follow and go to these different temples and pay homage and sacrifice to these pagan gods. I am jealous for your attention. I want you to be worshiping me, to be following me. And, and this jealous zeal that was talked about in Isaiah is a legacy jealousy, a legacy jealousy. Let me explain a legacy jealousy to you. So I have four kids. A lot of you who've been listening to the podcast know this. They're amazing. I have three boys, one girl. You know, when I sit and think about my life and where it's going, and I love being a pastor. I'm 38. My you know wife's amazing. She, she just loves raising our beautiful kids. And we look toward you know the next decade. We actually were just talking about this today. Where today is Labor Day, and I'm recording this right now on Labor Day. And we were just talking, we were at the pool and we were reminiscing or just kind of, I don't know, fantasizing, is that the right word, of what life's going to look like for our seven, eight, and our two three-year-olds, they're going to be three in November, in 10 years from now, when we have a 17-year-old and and uh, an 18-year-old and we have two 13-year-olds, how crazy that's going to be. What's our life going to look like in 15 years together when we have... Uh, two 18-year-olds, and we have two, um, I don't want to do all the math. So the point is, when we reflect on that, we think ahead toward the future with, and this is this is me, with an excitement, with an anticipation. You know, when I think of myself as I'm older, I cannot wait to retire. Now, I know some of you might be thinking like, wait, hold on, you're 38, you can't wait to retire? Here, Before you judge me, here's the reason why. I cannot wait to retire, have no work, no responsibilities, and I'll probably still be involved in ministry, be involved in what, you know, how God is advancing the gospel. I hope that I am. I pray that I am. You know, I look at Kenton, who just taught this past weekend, for, you know, for online and, and all of our, um, uh, at least Irvine, our physical congregation at Irvine. And I look at Kenton, who is retired, you know, ish, right, pastor emeritus, but he's still involved in ministry. He's still involved in what God is doing um, through our global partners around the world and investing in leaders. When I look at my life as a retired person, what excites me is the chance to spend time with my wife, get an RV or like a really, you know, kind of, you know, you know pimped out Mercedes, you know, you know, wagon, you know, bus thing, whatever those things are called, van things, 
and travel around the country with her and create memories with her in our golden years. To me, that is the, the top picture of excellence in retirement. You know, when I think ahead toward my kids being older and being there next to my wife and seeing like, oh, like, oh my gosh, like they're getting older and like, oh my gosh, my daughter and guys are hitting on her. And what, 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 you know, how, what am I going to do? How am I going to get rid of their bodies? I'm just kidding. But you know, it's like, you know, you, you have this thing, you know, father thing. You, you look at your future ahead and you see, you know, your boys who are young now, seven, eight years old. And what's it going to look like when they're 23 you know, 24 years old, you know, when you're little babies who are tiny, who are running up to you, giving you kisses, what does that look like? Now, again, I'm talking about generational jealousy, generational zeal. I, as I reflected on those moments and listen to me, Mariners church, all of you, especially the guys out there, all of you want what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say is exactly what you hope for is exactly what, as you're kind of planning out your future, it's exactly what you want. It is the fact that as your kids get older and as you eventually have grandkids, that there is no confusion to your grandkids how much their grandfather loves their grandmother. That is generational jealousy. That's generational zeal. That when you're sitting there with your grandkids, you know, one day I'll be sitting there with my grandkids, there's not going to be a confusion. There's not going to be a, uh, a question of how much I love their grandmother because I'm going to be jealous for their attention, excited for them. It is generational. When Isaiah in chapter 9, verse 7, talks about the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this, he is casting a vision forward, casting a vision forward into the generations that this is the kind of God we are following. This is the kind of future we will have. That the God of the universe is not just enthralled with us, the humanity, you know, his creations, Genesis 1. You know, romanticize me for a moment as we go back to Genesis 1 and as God starts creating everything and then creating people, Genesis 2. When we look back at that, God is not, is not, excited with zeal for a season. No, no, no. He is excited generationally, looking forward ahead of the people that will come. And this is what's so good about Jesus. Jesus, who was years and years, I mean, talking hundreds of years after Isaiah, he shows up. He is the solution. He fixes what is broken between us and God. He restores that. He is the great sacrifice, the lamb. That is the person of Jesus. But when we think about God and his love for us, it's not momentary. It's not based on what we can do for him. Absolutely not. It's not based on what we're capable of. We are incapable when it comes to and in light of and in the shadow of an all-knowing, all-seeing, all-present God the Father. But here's what I want you to hear, that as you look at your own life, this is an illustration of the love God has for you. If you're sitting there as, as a Christian husband, you are probably wanting your golden years, your older years, to be sitting on a rocking chair next to your wife, reminiscing about all the memories you've had, surrounded with your kids and grandkids if you have them, laughing and sharing memories and sharing photos, leaving no confusion. 
that that their grandfather loves their grandmother. If you are a woman of God, you are out there listening, thinking, I want that future. I want to have no confusion of the man that has eyes for me. I want no confusion for my kids and for my grandkids that the zeal that my husband has for me is not only present, it's evident. There's a difference between present and evident. Present is me sitting in a room texting while being in the same room with my wife. Present is sitting in a room with my wife, having a conversation with her. It's easy to be present. It's hard to be evident. It takes work to be evident. I want the clarity of the zeal I have for my wife to be evident, not just present. When God looks at us, his love is an evident love, not just a present love. We don't see his zeal and it's passing by as we're as if we're in a car driving fast down the road and we catch a glimpse of it as we pass by. That is something that's present and we see it and we acknowledge it and then we move on from it. That is present. No, no. God's zeal for you is evident. We can see the impact of it in our lives. When you think to yourself, well, does God care? Do I matter to him? Does he, does he care? Does he still want my attention, still want my praise, still want my worship the way he wanted that of people you know, years and years and years ago? The answer is yes. When you turn off this podcast, I don't know if you're running or if you're in your car. I don't know if you're, I don't know what your story is, but let me tell you this for sure. Your Tuesday can look different if you choose to embrace the thing that Isaiah prophesied about, which was the zeal of the Almighty and the futuristic view of what that looks like and how that impacts our life. We know what this looks like practically. Okay, we know what this looks like practically. What does it look like today? We know what it looks like practically in the future, the long term, sitting in a rocking chair next to, you know, everyone knows, you know, you love your the grandmother, love the grandfather. We don't, we don't know what it looks like futuristically. What does it look like today? Maybe cancel your last meeting today. And I know there's, there's people listening who's like freaking out, like, oh my God, cancel my last meeting. Cancel your last meeting. Take, take, them, take them out for a date. Cancel, cancel, you know what? Actually, cancel a meeting and write a love letter. Write a love letter. It's, if you're bold enough, actually, to demonstrate your zeal, your love, your jealous zeal for your spouse. I, and I know this is very spouse heavy, so forgive me for that. Cancel something or just make time. Show up at home a little late, but with a love letter in your hand that you wrote yourself and hand it to him and say, hey, just so you know, you mean the world to me. I, I, love, I love that I'm married to you. I think we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna change the legacy of our family because of, of the zeal, the jealous zeal, the excitement that I have for you, because that is the same excitement that God, your heavenly father has for you. I'm Justin. This is the Gospel Everyday Podcast. Hope you have a really great day. We love you. Goodbye. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.